Hey guys, welcome back. Um, today I'm going to be sitting down with Amber, who is the owner and founder of Misfits Studio. She is also the creator of the Misfits Method. So in this episode, we talk about why the Misfits Method is so unique. Um, we discuss the upcoming teacher training program that she has worked super hard towards. And we also discuss how she got her start. Um, I highly recommend that everyone who hasn't already been definitely check out misfits if they can you can visit them at www.misfitstudio.com and i really do hope you enjoyed this episode because i loved having a conversation with her so enjoy hi guys um hi amber thank you for joining me thank you for asking me of course um okay so why don't we like get into kind of just talking straight off the bat, what is Misfits Method and how does it differ from every everything out there right now? Everything. Everything, like in terms of <laughs> a workout, an experience, um, meditation even. I think it's two of those coming in one. So let's just talk about that. I love that you used experience. That's exactly how I try to share what happens in this room. I mean, it's so unique and and diverse and individual and personal. It's like describing magic. It's intangible, so it feels different for everybody. But I chose to call it the misfit method because I see it as a very methodical thing. So there's, there's the physical component, which is that it's a blend, it's a, a real medley of yoga and Pilates and dance and everything that can be woven in between those three realms. And then there's the spiritual aspect, which is that all of the teachers are very tuned in. They're connected to themselves. So walking into a room and sharing an experience of whatever is going on in the world and how it affects us on a physical level, on an emotional level, and on a spiritual level. And I believe what happens in the room is it's alchemy. It's the transference of recognizing there's a holding or something stuck or jagged in the body and observing where it is and breathing into it and then untangling the knots. So if it is an experience of freedom or looking for freedom in one hour, the, the ripple effect is, is that, that's where the magic happens. Uh. It definitely occurs in the class, but I think the, the power of the word method is that then you take it into the rest of your life. You're applying it. Yeah, like I feel like when I, when I come to class, that entire day is like bliss. I just like feel recharged, re-energized and like I'm good, I'm good to go. Um, It's like you leave everything behind and it's just, that's how it's weird. Like it's, that's why I do describe it as an experience. It is, it it is. And I do love that. Yeah. That's what I hope for when people walk in the door and it does require an Mm open-mindedness because the movement is this medley and a blend. It's very indescribable. Yeah. And that already sets it apart from other studios or other practices yeah. or other methodologies. 
it's it's not just one thing. It's yeah. many things. Yeah. But I think that's where the beauty is. Yeah, definitely. So how did you decide? Like, I know you've taught yoga and Pilates for years before this. So how did you decide I'm going to add everything and I'm just going to combine it into one? Like, how long did it take to kind of like sit down and pan out how this entire method is going to work out? It really is an intuitive thing for me. Yeah, yeah I was... I was a kid dancer, and dance was, I say dance was my first language. It was the thing that I learned first. And then yoga became so hot and a thing. I was so interested and curious, and I really dove into Ashtanga. Mm -hmm. And then Pilates was this whole anatomical element. So naturally for me, it felt very intuitive and clear to blend all three together. And kind of just start experimenting. Yeah. And so really early on in my teaching career, I became known as that chick that does different things. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily think of it as a method. It was someone else that pointed it out to me. Someone else said, hey, you're really doing something different. Yeah. And because you do it consistently, there's something there. Yeah. So I, I had never, it hadn't crossed my mind to write it down or create it as something that could be eventually learned mm-hmm. or adapted. Um, but now it is. So my first teacher training, which was 200 hours, yeah. four modules, it was an experiment to see if this intuitive and inherent thing in me mm-hmm. was a transferable skill. How many people were in the first people teacher 18. Oh my gosh. 18. And of those 18, <laughs> yeah. four are now teachers at, at Misfit studio. studio. Yeah. I think it's 12 that are teaching at other studios around the city. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that's, that's incredible. Big. 18 is a lot. Yeah. I was expecting like five yeah, or six. No, it was, <laughs> 18. It was also very humbling. That yeah. That's definitely a movement. And I mean, it's, there's such a unique language to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that in every class, it's more so the vibe that I, I get with the teachers. They, they kind of know how to just calm you down. Like mm-hmm. you throw everything out the door, you leave it out the door, you come in and you're just, the language that they speak really kind of calms you down. It resonates with you. So is it something that you developed your own? Like you kind of just made your own misfit language. Um, is that something they learn in the method? Absolutely. Yeah. I place such an importance on language. Yeah. Uh, the book that I use as inspiration book for the teacher training yeah. is called The Four Agreements. Okay. I don't know if you know it. No, if you I don't, don't know it, go okay. get it. Like, <laughs> I'm now. writing it down right now. <laughs> the four. It's called The Four Agreements. Yeah. And the philosophy is so simple. It's if if us as a human race can just agree to live by these four agreements we could potentially come to peace. Yeah. So that's big. (laughs) And rather than attack it that way, I think, okay, here's something that is very accessible and it's how I start the teacher training program. Yeah. And the first is be impeccable with your word. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. The power of language is, it's what sets things apart. When someone speaks with, poetry and beautiful imagery in their words, you want to listen. When someone is connected enough to themselves that they can describe a physical sensation that feels like what's going on in your body, 
there is a trust that happens. So then your ears are attuned. You want to continue to listen to this guiding voice in the room rather than weird robot teachers that are like, you know, lift your arm up and do this and do that. (laughs) So yes, language is so important to me. Now that I think of it though, I think that piece is a little bit more to teach someone. Like it's a little harder for someone to kind of learn and obtain than just the whole, the circuit cycle of the workout, right? It's because it comes from your soul and it comes from, it's connecting mind, body, soul into the way you speak. Absolutely. Um, And that's not something that everyone can learn. It's something that you need to kind of have it in you. Or it's a practice. Yeah. I I really do believe most skills are attainable with practice. Just, is it like one of the biggest pieces, the language? Oh, I think it, yes. Yeah. Besides the healing that happens, which is another ask that isn't so direct, but it's more, what is that thing that is preventing you from walking into a room with confidence? And maybe you end up teaching a class yeah. or maybe you just have a conversation with someone or maybe you're giving a presentation, but to be able to hold space in a calm and clear way in your body, mm-hmm. that is reflected in the way you speak. You can tell immediately when someone's uncomfortable yeah. with the like, um, and the, ah, and the like, yeah. and the, this and the, that. And the body language too. Totally. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. So then how did, how did you get started from the beginning? So that's like the misfit method. I also, I also urge everyone to go to a class. I feel like if if you're having a bad day or if you just like need to find reason, just go. Um, I've always been saying that they're like, I don't feel well. Like I'm feeling down. I'm like, you should go to Amber's class. Like you specifically, but everyone, everyone's so lovely. Um, Everyone, everyone. It's all different. It's always different too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's just great. So how did you, how did you get started? I mean, you didn't really go to school for this. You went to school for something completely different. Yeah. I went to OCAD. Yeah. I I am an artist, a painter. I did painting and printmaking and and that, you know, that was that was what I thought my life was going to be. I always danced. Mm-hmm. And I see this now as a new expression of art. Oh, 100%. Rather than painting, although I still do yeah. paint every yeah. now and then, this this is how I step into that that artist that lives inside me. And I think that is what started to click way long back ago mm-hmm. when I was teaching, I called it my yoga hustle. I was teaching at like 11 studios all over the city. 11. Yeah. Which I think is really common at the beginning yeah. of something new where, I mean, yoga teachers don't really make a lot of money. Yeah. So you got to kind of have your hustle on <laughs> number yeah. one, but it was really helpful to go to all these different pockets of the city mm-hmm. and apply this new method of movement. Yeah. So how long into that did you kind of start developing your own sense of like method? I think immediately. Right away. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my first uh, yoga teacher training was at Downward Dog. Okay. Which is like, I mean, that's where you go. Mm -hmm. That's the God father and godmother of (laughs) yoga in Toronto. (laughs) And Diane Bruni was my mentor. She was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I saw she was teaching this class called Ujjayi Pulse that didn't have music, but it had a drummer okay. that was replicating the beating of a heart. And so the whole class moved together in sync to this beating of wow. a drum, of a heart, of the rhythm of the music, um, the rhythm of the movement. And that was really powerful for me. I think it was in that class that I thought, this can be replicated with music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started to teach with music, which was not what people did back yeah. then. It sounds crazy. And they were fine. They were like, you can bring in your music to the class. Not really. <laughs> and there were some studios that were like, you can't. Like, yeah. no, no music. Yeah. But I persisted. I kept on. and People it, loved it. People loved it. People yeah. loved it. Yeah. You know, I, and I experimented. I used music that people knew. I used crazy, weird world music that people didn't know. And I could see something different. There was like a different element in the room with music. Yeah. So it is another huge factor, another huge part of the method is the integration of music. Yeah, and I find that a lot of the instructors, like the playlists are different, but they're very curated to the movement and the like the flow of the class and how it's structured. It's like yeah, once we move into flow, I'm like, oh, and this song came on. Like, this is perfect. Like, this makes sense. Um, and I think that whole, like, the, this makes sense, whereas you go into another class and they're just like, pick a Spotify playlist, it's playing, and then the instructor doesn't even really know what's happening next. And you're like, okay, this, this doesn't go. It yeah. can actually ruin the mood. It drives me a bit nuts. <laughs> Because I I see this, which is perhaps why the magnet force of dancers is so strong. This is choreography. It's about connecting breath and movement and rhythm Mm -hmm. or music all together. And that, that is spiritual connection when everything is in alignment. So people who say that this is very spiritual, yes, it absolutely is. But sometimes that freaks people out. People don't really know what to do with that word. I mean, people are using it more and more in current day. So I think it's getting, the reputation is is shifting. Yeah. But if if that, which is something that can be so recognized, like you put on your favorite song and you dance around and all of a sudden you feel good, that's That's stepping into spirit. That's stepping into connection. That's the essence. That's Mm -hmm. what we're all looking for. And I also find that what I love, it's you kind of, you come in and like dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. Just like get into it um, and leave it all outside because I was so nervous coming to like my first, um, I think it was like a dance fusion class. I was like, I can't do that. This is not me. Like I've done Zumba like that. I couldn't, that's not me at all. I was like, (laughs) just get into it. I was like, I love it. Like, I really do, it's something that people have this misconception, um, which I do kind of want to get into with you as well. Um, Do you find that there's a certain type that people expect to only be able to come here? Or when I say be able, it's like a welcoming vibe. Yes, yes. So I think I'm going to just go back to something you said. Because there is is a strange thing that I've heard over and over and over about this studio. But really, the only thing you need to walk into a class here is an open mind. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You don't need tattoos. You don't need to be <laughs> hot. You don't need to be tall. Yeah. You don't need to be a woman. Yeah. You just I've need to I've been seeing have... a lot more guys in my class. I know. A lot Finally. more. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And like, 
bigger guys too. Yeah. Like the guys strong. who are at the gym already, like totally strong <laughs> yeah. CrossFit dudes yeah. <laughs> that are finally understanding the the power of their core. Yeah. And what it's like to move with freedom, mm-hmm. to move in circles, to yeah. move in 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 lateral ways rather than just so linear, picking up a weight and dropping it down. <laughs> and sometimes I see them like kind of taking a break because they're like, oh, this is a bit much. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Like I can't move my abs for like five days sometimes after. Yeah. It's like you can, you put in the work. Um, no, and I think more and more people are becoming more aware of that. Um, it's just, yeah, that whole conception is just... It's it's hard to address because yeah. I do think if someone is going to say that, that's already a thought they mm-hmm. have in in their thinking, either of themselves or of a judgment of what this place is. So there's already a barrier yeah. that's difficult to 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 overstep. If they can get over that, then I mean, they as the people who are going to say, I can't go there because I don't have tattoos or I can go there because I wear pink and not all black or whatever the crazy things that I've heard. (laughs) I see that as you're like, they're missing out. Yeah. They're missing out on what, what could really open and unlock. But that again requires an Mm open-mindedness. And I think sometimes that's just too big. Sometimes that's just too scary. And it's easier to say, oh, that place is too cool for me. Guys, everyone can come. (laughs) (laughs) Also, another thing, class pass. Like, Mm -hmm. class pass is essentially an open invitation. Mm -hmm. Come try it. Like, it's... Yeah, class pass has really changed the behavior of people who attend classes. At the beginning, it was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Because there was this really affordable thing. Mm -hmm. So people who had never even considered going to a group class thought, oh, for 15 bucks a month, I'll just try this out. Yeah. So there was, like, phone answering and texting during class. That kind of stuff went down. Oh, wow. But it's changed now, and I think with anything new, there has to be a bit of a behavior shift in both the new people trying things out and the studios, Mm -hmm. rather than being totally frustrated by their behavior. This was an opportunity to teach people. This is a sacred space. Shut your fucking phone off. Yeah. But I felt that a lot of, like, I have other friends at other studios as well. They really, studios didn't like ClassPass at first mm. because, yeah, it did bring, it did bring in more people, but it was like, or do you actually want to be here? Um, mm. This is your time to, you know, your time for yourself. I do always consider working out as self-care for myself, for me. Yes. Um, I don't need other people's energies, like that, that negative, I don't need any of that. So I think now we're in a state that it's more like, especially misfits, you, you do set the rules, like no phones in class and just something like that. It still brought a lot of people in. It, and it continues to, like me, exactly. Yeah. It continues to. And I think one of the most beautiful things about ClassPass, we have an excellent relationship with them, but Misfit Studio has the highest turnover rate. People come here, they do the class pass thing for who knows how long, and then they buy month memberships. So that's a win. It's a huge win. That's definitely People a win. People walk in here and they really feel that it's different. Yeah. 
and there's two studios, so... There's two studios and a ton of classes and so many different elements of the classes. There's, you know, chill stretch classes. There's cardio dance classes. Reformer. There's reformer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just... You've created a community. Um, Whether you like to believe that or not, you have created a big community and a big kind of, like like I said before, movement in Toronto. Right now, you're working on the retreat mm-hmm. that you're doing for the first time. That there's one spot left in. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, guys, well, by the time this is out, it'll be, it'll be done. But so there's the retreat. You have the Wellness Center. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. How did you think of that? It was really, it was so clear to me years ago yeah. that this was a necessary component. People are injured, People's bodies get injured. There's tons of repetitive motions going on out there that aren't necessarily healthy for us, like sitting at a desk, like being forward folded all day long. So there's tons of injuries that I see. And people come to class, do a lot of self-diagnosing, think that they're helping themselves. <laughs> yeah. And it's I, I saw their I saw that there was a gap and a professional opinion, like a physiotherapist or a chiropractor that could say, hey, that thing that you do in class, so here's how you're going to do it now. And this will eventually restructure your muscle patterning and heal you for long term. So we work together with the practitioners that are at the wellness center. There's an amazing physiotherapist. She also does Pilates, so she gets it. She gets that... People want to be strong, but they don't want to be told you have to take a break. That's true. So learning how to integrate, how to move with your injury and really slowly heal, I think is, it's the only way it's the next revolution in, in, in body. So it it happened really organically. Oh, it happened so organically. Yeah. It was really clear. It was a vision. I get many visions. That's how all these things happen. <laughs> but it was there was a vision. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, a wellness yeah. center with massage and acupuncture and therapy. Because sometimes you just get attacked. Yeah. Somebody. No, and I saw that there's talk therapy. There, there's so much. Yeah. There's a huge spectrum of like what you can actually do. Yeah, when I say down there, I literally mean down there. Down there. <laughs> down yes, there. for those of you who don't know, it's on the first floor. <laughs> That's what she means by That's down there. <laughs> and then we, we also have workshops and teacher training. And I do want to go back to teacher training because it's it means so much to you. And it means so much to, I think, everyone, even your students coming in here, just doing a class because it's like that is... That could, if it means that much, if you do feel such a strong connection, that could actually be your next step and making this a career. So every time you teach a teacher training, do you feel that eventually you will get so big that, I mean, how can you do so much? Like, how are you going to be able to teach (laughs) and like teach both your students with the teacher training, teach classes and then do everything on the side? Like, how are you going to find Or to really own the responsibility of after these programs, Mm -hmm. where do people teach? It's such a particular method. It's such a particular approach to movement and connection with people that the thing that I've heard more than I haven't is that after the program, people go out and teach at other studios and it's either not well received or it's not understood or 
whatever happens in that studio is kind of astonishing. <laughs> and there's a greater value of what happens here. This yeah. beautifully deep respect for the movement, the connection that happens, and then the aftermath. So yeah, it's, it's growing. And I think maybe that means another studio to house all these new yeah. teachers. The teacher training starts uh, again soon. I think it'll be happening when this yeah. uh, goes live. But there's 18 women again. 18 is the magic number. Wow. I feel like it's... It like gives me shivers. Yeah, 18 women in circle again. And so where is it going? It's, it's growing, that's for sure. Yeah. So there is a vision. <laughs> of, of, she's having another vision yes I'm having a vision it's happening right now <laughs> no because like 18 is a big number and I who knows like if they all want to to be here but mm. 18 is is massive so I I do see like I have a vision myself mm-hmm. that you will there will be there has to be another studio amazing yeah. I love that you see that too. yeah I see that too because you're seeing that right now <laughs> Um, I do think, I, I do want to say one thing though yeah. about the teacher training because I, I wrote this program kind of in, in two, with two things swirling through my mind. Okay. One was this true experiment of this inherent and intuitive thing that I have in me and is it a transferable skill? Number one. Number two, I also see that, I mean, the city is oversaturated with studios. There's so many studios, which is awesome because it means more people are practicing. It means more people are waking up. It means more people are learning how to be strong from the inside. Mm -hmm. But all of these studios are offering teacher training programs. So... In a perfect world, there would be excellent teachers everywhere. Mm-hmm. But what I've also witnessed is that people who graduate from these programs aren't as well equipped as what I had imagined someone really fresh out of a program would be to teach a class. It's like they learn how to teach what their teacher teaches rather than learn how to wake up from the inside and heal themselves. And whether they end up teaching or not, it's in my program, it's almost irrelevant. Yeah. It's like at the end of the program, yes, you will be able to teach a class. But for me, it's all of the other stuff that matters so much more. That's why I think yours is also the longest, right? It's the four modules. It's four modules. So there's really time to integrate what we learn and how to apply skills for life and how you live your life, not just as a Pilates teacher. I I see that as really one dimensional. And Mm -hmm. we, at this point in life and the state of the world, we need to wake up Mm -hmm. and understand that there, there are deep levels of responsibility that we have to help heal the world. And I think we can only do that if we come from a, a clear and healed and pure place. Yeah. So then at that point, it's not even like, I think 
anyone could take the teacher training to just, like you said, heal the inside. I feel like a lot of women, especially right now, um, kind of are looking for that and don't know how to go about doing that. Don't Mm -hmm. know if it's like, okay, do I just read a self-help book and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be fine? Um, It takes a lot of working on yourself and it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that you do need something that is, it's a progress. It's a long, it could be long for some people, but it's not something that changes overnight. No, and and I think that is the the most profound occurrence of of the teacher training is that there is such a beautiful holding of space while everyone comes home to themselves. Does it get emotional? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm even emotional just thinking about (laughs) it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's one, well, there's many, there's many teachers who were students and I can, I can remember the first time they walked in and took a class and I thought, oh, wow, this person is going through it. And then to see them take on the movement for, say, a year and then show curiosity about the teacher training and then in that teacher training have life breakthroughs and now seeing them walk into a room and they're like a different person. Yeah. It's incredible. It's truly, truly incredible. It's transformation. Yeah. No, definitely. So do you, is this, what round is this for you to teach? Uh, This is the second, it's only the second one. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's the 200 hour, four modules. And And it starts on Friday. (laughs) It starts on Friday. Like you mentioned, it does take a lot out of you as well, but in a good way. Um, I learn just as much as they learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great for you. So are you just doing it by yourself? Do you have other instructors helping you I by do. your side? I have an assistant for each module, uh, Robin and Rachel, and they'll alternate module one, module two, module three, module four. And they've become such pillars of strength. We literally hold hands we figuratively hold hands we walk through it together we dance through it together yeah. and it's I'm, I'm grateful because a lot happens in these circles it is deeply profound work and and watching someone truly witnessing someone crack open and learn something new about themselves and you're or, watching that happen too yeah it's uh, I, I'm grateful to have someone beside me the whole way through. So do you think that it's, do you take a break between teacher training when it's done and then when you start a new one? Yes. You need a mental, like, (laughs) we need to just relax for a minute. Yeah. So you do take a break. I do take a break. It's it's not a ton uh, uh, of time because with the wrapping up of the final exam and then the feedback, I give extensive feedback Really, from the end of that to the beginning of the next teacher training, there's there's two months, which gives me enough time to review and and look back and think, okay, this was really successful, and this maybe this didn't land so well, and update it and add new information. That's crazy that you just had a lot of feedback. So I'm just thinking you're getting to know these 18 individuals so well, so well. I mean, I think. You said something about community, yeah. and, and I think as as this grows and 
opens and evolves, I actually see this as family. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, it's just, it's so much. And I think that I, I didn't know that going into it. Like I just, like any other studio, I did expect like teacher training, teacher training. We have the four modules and it's so, it's so thank you for sharing that with me. And I mean, whoever's listening, this is giving them a whole other outlook as well. something to consider. Yeah. Um, down the road. Yeah, and, and it's really amazing. The first time we met in Circle, the 18 women, the first time, I think there was only two people who were, were previous teachers. Elsewhere? Elsewhere. Okay. Everyone else had never even considered being a teacher. And in this circle, meeting up, I think there's only one. I mean, these are women who are curious about something. And the movement here stirs them. And that's what they want to explore more. So again, whether they end up teaching is kind of irrelevant. It is a strength. It is a new skill that they will learn. It doesn't necessarily mean that's the end of the journey. Yeah. It might just open up into something brand new. It's also, like I said before, also just for themselves. Absolutely. Something that they'll probably learn oh, yeah. about themselves. So I feel like you just do so much. <laughs> How do you, do you find that? How do you just like shut down? When do you shut down? By shut down, I don't believe, like, I don't mean like, okay, I'm done guys. Like, when do you turn off? And when do you decide, like, is it every day? Is it once a week, once a month? Do you even need to turn off? Do Mm -hmm. you find that? I think it's so important. It's so important. I value beautiful, quiet. I value my my time with my husband. I just got married. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Everything looks so beautiful. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I, we share a really special bond. So we could sit in silence and he could be making music and I could be painting and that's enough. That feels like we're close and we're connected. But it's a way of shutting, shutting down, maybe rather than shutting off. Yeah. Yeah, the, the busier I get, the more I long for quiet and stillness. So a morning meditation is mandatory. Yeah. I, I just get up and do it. It has to get done. And, um, and Sundays, I, I really try to hold my Sundays as my, my sacred day where I do a little something for me and Nick and I do something together. But I also recognize that life here and having two studios and having the wellness center and the workshops and the teacher training and and a mentoring program for all of the teachers, it's it's a lot. It's 100% I am here when I'm here. So... I love to travel and there's something so beautiful about going somewhere and being anonymous and walking around somewhere brand new and getting lost. So that is truly what feeds me. Do you get to do it a lot? Even if I get to do it three or four times a year, that's, that's, that's lots. Yeah. That's enough. Every season that is, that is a lot. It's great. Do you ever, do you feel like this is work? Mm. It's a really good question. And I only say that because, I mean, you are a businesswoman. 
Yeah. But you also are doing what you love. So it, everyone's like, do something that doesn't feel like work. But I find that with you, your job specifically is so healing. You're healing others. You're like I said, I come here for my self-care. Yeah. But, and you're teaching self-care. So do you feel like this is work? Yeah. You know, you said I'm a businesswoman. It, it really took me five years <laughs> to, to, admit to have so. that land on me. Yeah. And, and that shifted something in my mind that I think was necessary to approach it as a business and not just, this really does come from my soul. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. This drives me or there is something driving me and this is how it looks right now. Um, but it is work. It requires effort. It requires patience. It requires full presence. And that in itself is work to not get caught up in your own shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To really recognize when something is showing up for me as like, wait a minute, this is not serving me. This isn't working. I have way too much that requires my 100% attention and focus. So it is work. And I think in, in today's world where navigating so much of this social media platform is, is it's very, it's very challenging to be super honest. And it's overwhelming. It can be overwhelming, but the challenge is it feels like it, it has so much potential to just be false. And not authentic, right? Totally inauthentic. <clears throat> Perfect timing for sirens. Like, like sound the alarm. <laughs> Holy shit, there is so much fake out there. <laughs> and how to compete with that <laughs> in this world where that yeah. matters to people. People are obsessed with the visual content of things yeah and something can look so beautiful but have nothing behind it and no substance and I've always like anyone will tell you this about me I always say to people real will see real and when it comes down to it if it like you said for me when I see all these people on Instagram who are preaching that's what they're doing when you actually sit down with them It's like, you're not the same person. And I see that. And I think that another thing, Misfits is very, you post what you want. This is when our classes are. You're informing people when they can come into the space. And I think that's what differentiates it. Um, And this, the real life, because we are living in real life, is where the magic happens, not online. And I have always prided myself on saying, that this studio has been built by word of mouth. Yeah, People come here and they have an experience and something shifts in them and they tell their friend and then they come back next time with the friend and then the friend tells another friend and that's how it's always grown. And I value that so much yeah. because that's real. Yeah. That's real. That's how it happened for me and that's, my other friends. Like, that's how it happened. Um, I mean, the studios are beautiful, though. The studios are beautiful. That helps. Yes. It, it does. It does help. Yes. But um, so I feel, I don't know. 
like, I feel like you kind of just don't, you don't look at that and you don't kind of pay attention to what's going on on social media, which is great. Yeah, it's... At least you give off that vibe. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a trap. Yeah. And it's, a, it can be a time-consuming trap. It's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, It's a waste of time. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. That's literally it. This has been the longest interview I've done. Oh, no. Yeah. No, don't, <laughs> no, no, okay. no. This has been beautiful. Um, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You're so welcome. Okay, thank we're not you. done yet. I have, oh. a, I have my favorite tarot deck that's spread out here. Okay. It's called Spirit Speak. And you're going to pick one before we're done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. The I'm, pressure is on. No, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Rub your hands together. Yeah. Close your eyes. Yeah. Take three deep breaths. Rub your hands together like this. Yeah. Create some heat. Should I stop smiling? <laughs> Never. <laughs> and then use your left hand. Mm-hmm. And really slowly move the hand over the pile until you feel an electric jolt. Oh my God, that was so strange. Yeah. Do I look at it? And then flip it. Justice! Ooh, what a card to pull in the middle of Libra season. Tell me more. Choosing to stand in a place of balance. Observing your shadow and not being pulled by it. Yeah. Knowing your light and honoring it. That's wow. your work. That means a lot. Because last night. Oh, wow. That means a lot. Well, guys, that's just a sneak peek of what happens in Amber's classes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you again. And everyone, I highly urge you to come down here. I did tell you my favorite classes are the full moon. Yes. That's my favorite. Full moon, new moon, all of them. All of them. All of them. Okay. Thank you, Amber. Thank you.